This is the Coffee With Podcast, presented by the Women's Ministry at Reclamation Church in Monroeville, Pennsylvania. Today, we'll be having coffee with Margie Fisher. She's the wife of Reclamation Church elder Tim Fisher, and together they also serve as community group leaders. Today, she'll be talking to us about her story and highlighting the importance of prayer. Hey, Margie, thanks so much for being here today. I'm so excited that you agreed to come on and share. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. And um, I'm glad we could get you in here to be on an episode of the podcast because I just think it's so important for the people of our church, but any church, and in this case, specifically the women to just know who their leaders are and who's, you know, at bat for them in prayer and in leadership and to know how God has has worked and is working in their lives. And, um, I know that you have been through so many seasons of life, um, that a lot of women in our church can really relate to, um, marriage and raising kids, homeschooling, working, now being a grandparent and even continuing to raise adult children and, um, lots more that I probably didn't even mention there, but, um, I really think that there'll be kind of something for everyone in this. So I think that's going to be great (laughs) and I'm ready to get to it. So, uh, why don't you just start with sharing a little bit about your background? Okay. Well, I grew up in Indiana, Pennsylvania, small town, but it was a great town as my mom said to raise a family and Um, we were one of the large, many large families that we had, there were nine children, but yeah. there were others that had 10, 11 and 14 kids <laughs> so yeah. we were on the smaller end. <laughs> but, um, I did grow up Catholic and yeah. attended Catholic school. Um, my mother did not grow up Catholic, but she did convert for my father, but mm. it was kind of, um, in some respects, um, she didn't, it wasn't a strong influence on us to stay in the Catholic faith, which you'll hear a little bit about later with her sure. having not, you know, grown up in the Catholic faith, sure. but, but, um, so a uh, little bit of, I'm trying to think if I fast forward to Tim and I, um, sure. I guess I, a little later. So that was my, you know, growing up years as a child and stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and I guess I missed my, um, our parents, you know, there wasn't a good, um, I didn't have a good relation or good, um, I want to say this. Uh, my father, he wasn't a good father. So sure. unfortunately, you know, my sure. father did leave when I was in my junior year in high school, but right. um, which will, you know, explain a little bit later that I'm going to talk about is what I meant to say. So, sure. but um, so fast forward, Tim and I were in high school. Tim moved here from Punxsutawney and um, I met his sister first and mm. we were in chemistry and I hated chemistry, and we were struggling <laughs> a little bit. And she said, I have a really smart brother oh. <laughs> who's a science nerd and <laughs> loves it. And <laughs> so let's come over to my house, and he can help us with chemistry and getting ready for this test. And so That's I funny. did go over, and <laughs> um, he will tell you that he really didn't care about helping us because <laughs> he was kind of a full of himself teenager. Sure. And, um, <laughs> Sounds right. And he helped us a little bit, but I laugh and Tim and I were just teasing about this the other day that, you know, little did I know that that guy, that young guy that in his kitchen, you know, that wouldn't help us with chemistry yeah. was the guy that I was going to marry. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, That's so funny. we started, um, that was the junior year. So right before our senior year in high school, we started dating. Um, it was kind of a planned thing. My sister set us up and, yeah. and, um, the rest is history, but, yeah. but, um, 
I did. We did get married then. And um, obviously, and yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, was still hanging on strongly to the Catholic faith sure. and I made him convert to Catholicism. And, mm. and um, then, you know, um, we worked in the Catholic Church. We even mm. taught on the youth group staff. Sure. Don't tell Justin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was very different, you yeah. know, than what we have in our church today, sure. you know. And um, so uh, after that, I guess I, we started, you know, it was probably when I um, we started having children. And yeah. But right before that, before I found out I was pregnant, um, we were getting ready to go on a trip to Louisiana to visit my sister's family. Mm. And Tim had had some bad headaches, and mm. he even lost his vision for a short time, like five, ten minutes. And wow. so he had to have an MRI done, and we um, didn't know the results. So sure. we were just, we weren't real sure what was going on. The headaches let up. So we flew yeah. to Louisiana, and they were going crazy back here. And this was before cell phones. Right. Trying to get a hold of us. Oh you know, goodness. all you had was your answering machine at home with, you know, yeah. <laughs> that was it. And yeah. I guess they left a message, but we didn't check it. Right. And um, that they saw something, they believe it was an aneurysm mm. in his brain. And wow. they really, really needed to get a hold of us. And yeah. so we came home to, well, when I was in Louisiana, don't go to Louisiana in the summertime. <laughs> Very hot. That's <laughs> when I found out I was pregnant and oh, terrible yeah. morning sickness and had yes. to fly home with that. Oh, but anyway, it was so terrible. Hot. But we came home to that news, yeah. too, that wow. Tim has this aneurysm. So wow. anyway, so we were getting ready for that. I was sick with pregnancy and everything. Sure. And um, and he went back and had another MRI done. And, oh, it, well, I meant to say was my sister, who I'm going to get to that part of it, too, um, had told us that she would, you know, put us on a prayer chain at their church. And we were kind of like, oh, what's this prayer chain? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so unfamiliar to us in the sure. Catholic church. You know, now they sure. do. But, but um, and, um, and so she had like, there were like 800 people. She went to this big church and, wow. and um, praying. And we said, that's great. Okay. Yeah, right. Anyway, <laughs> and we found out then that this, there was no aneurysm. So, wow. you know, we, we want to give credit that the Lord did heal Tim. I guess yeah. we'll find out someday. Yeah. But they felt certain it was an aneurysm. But then when he went back, there was nothing. So yeah. that kind of started things, I think, with the Lord working in our lives. And, yeah. then, and then that same sister, I have four sisters, four brothers, um, had already, um, she was the first of nine of us to get saved, to come mm-hmm. to Christ. And it was at a Billy Graham crusade in Atlanta, Georgia. And mm. um, it's just really something that, um, you know, all nine of us, you know, um, are believers now. Yeah. And it's amazing. It, it really is amazing. And we used to kind of take it for granted until mm. some friends said to us, are you serious? Like, I'm the only one in my whole family that yeah. is a believer, you know. Right. And so we were like, we just took it for granted. You know, yeah. this is wonderful. We all came to Christ at different times. Yeah. But... Um, the storyline with that too that I was going to get at is I, w- I was a little bit stubborn and my sister, this same sister, was always praying for me and yeah. t- talking to me to try and, you know, yeah, get out of the Catholic faith because she knew it wasn't doing anything for me. And I kept saying, you know, I actually said to her, you know, well, you may as well stop praying for me because I'm going to be a Catholic till the day I die. <laughs> <laughs> so we still tease that I was stubborn and I still am stubborn, but, <laughs> but, um, yeah. but. 
you know, of course, what God do you think had she other did? Plans, yeah. What do you think she did? She yeah. prayed all the more. She prayed harder. <laughs> Which was wonderful when prayed harder. And, and yeah. I was the last one of nine, but it's just a beautiful story and just yeah. God's, you know, goodness and, that is and not giving up on me and yeah. prayers answered, you know, for my sister praying and everything. So, yeah, for sure. But, um, and then at some point, you guys moved here to Pittsburgh. Yes. Yes. So, Tim, um, got a new job and he commuted for about 15 months and then we moved to Murraysville. Okay. And so we were still Catholic and I, you know, we came down here and we wanted to enroll. And this is where, this is at the time, I'm glad you asked that, Sarah, okay, because this was at the time that the Lord was really working on both of our hearts because, and I can distinctly remember specific times that I really felt just, you know, God doing things in my heart Mm. and, and, um, before we moved and we visited, I was just like, I really want to put them in Christian school. Mm. So we visited a Christian school. Our daughter was just going into kindergarten. So it was good timing. And so we visited a Christian school and of course we met a woman, of course the Lord brought along. Yes. <laughs> and, um, while we were visiting there and she also told us about Cornerstone. So, mm-hmm. you know, we were still yeah. Catholic. We didn't know what to do, but we knew the Lord was really working on our hearts, you know, mm. so to maybe change. And so... As I was telling you earlier, we we woke up that Sunday morning was our first morning and we looked at each other and said, do you want to go to the Catholic Church or do you want to go to Cornerstone, which this friend invited us to? And we went to Cornerstone (laughs) and the rest is history. And it's just been beautiful since, you know, with our walk with the Lord and just what he has done and and had his hands on us. And it's really amazing that you guys woke up one day and we're just like, Let's go to this other church. And when exactly. I think about, you know, <laughs> there's so many people in this area and who are even in our church now who have that Catholic background. And for for most people, and I know it probably wasn't just as easy as that for you, but for most people, I think I've heard it expressed and my own dad left the Catholic church, just how it was difficult. And you're just like, no, God just did it. Like we just woke up and like amazing. we went yeah, exactly. and, and that's truly God's grace. I think Amen. to you yeah. and to Tim to just have been working slowly on your hearts, the way mm-hmm. that he knew you both needed that you were to the point where you could just be like, let's go check out this other church and see yeah. what God has. And that's, that's and, a good point because that's true. It just, it could have been the other way. It's a, you know, it was very difficult. I was stubborn, you know, and yeah. I was determined and, and yet God had other plans yeah. and really, really worked on yeah. both our hearts at the same time. And, and how was, he paved the way between all your other eight siblings who had come to the amazing. Lord and, and really amazing. like, you know, having that more stubborn personality, which I can, you know, really <laughs> to maybe just a little bit, a little. not, won't admit to it too much, but, um, but, you know, being able to then look and see their lives changed over mm-hmm. those years and how God used that to influence you to bring you to that point where you were open to it. And right. yeah. um, I think exactly. that's just totally amazing. And you totally hit the nail on the head that that is a miracle oh, that nine yeah. of you came to know the Lord. And I don't know how many families can say right. that yeah. even families who are raised their kids here in the church mm-hmm. a lot of them can't say all my right. kids stayed in church or you know truly gave their life to the lord so right. that mm-hmm. is amazing but mm-hmm. how incredible now to like raise your kids together in the christian faith now your grandkids are mm-hmm. all like yeah. in that heritage and that's truly amazing oh it is amazing. yeah it like i said it, it you know we just thought it was just natural. And we're like, this is great. And until a friend said that to me and I was like, yeah. wow. Yeah. You know, I t- we just took it for granted, but yeah. you know, God's goodness is just, 
it's really something. It's in, and it's great to see, which I'll talk a little bit more about. You know, just prayers. You know, yeah. of my mom and grandparents and. Yeah, you hit a little bit on the power of prayer and how God kind of introduced that to your life mm-hmm. with praying for this aneurysm, this church that you didn't even attend, which is right. amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you continue to see that power of prayer? How have you continued to see it in your lives? Um, just just watching the Lord, you know, change our hearts. I know that yeah. um, a big part, um, well, I was going to get to this at the end, but a big part of that was... Um, at the time, Cornerstone Ministries had a um, a workshop, and Precept Ministries, K. Arthur, and Inductive Bible Study came to Cornerstone and did a full workshop, an intense for a whole weekend, and yeah. it was wonderful. And that yeah. was kind of the start. Like I just couldn't get enough of Bible studies. I did like every one of the Inductive Bible studies, it's and amazing. from then on, you know, it was just, you know, that was it. I just, you know, and then I did just about every other one from Priscilla Shire and, of course, at the time, Beth Moore and, yeah. and just so many, you know, and awesome. I just wanted to. So just seeing him, you know, really just changing both of us in that way, you know, yeah. just wanting to stay more and more and learn more and more and just, um, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so talk to us a little bit about how you prayed for your kids and and how you've seen that. And I know you talked to me a little before we started here recording about your, you know, grandparents praying for your family and your, Mm -hmm. you know, and that just generational prayer, like, Mm -hmm. just talk to me a little bit about that. Okay. Yeah. We have, we really have all my siblings and my mother, you know, have talked about, um, just when my mother was three, her dad died unexpectedly. And so she and her brother went to live with their grandparents that she was very close to mm. for a while with the transition and, and the difficult on my grandma. Sure. And, um, but she said, she, my mother always said, she just remembered, she would always see her pop pop and her grandma in, in their study and always reading their Bible and praying. And, and it just really struck us all a little later that we just really feel that, you know, at the time we didn't think a lot of it, but that they were most likely praying for yeah. their children and grandchildren and future generations. And we just really, really attribute a lot of that to that. And yeah. and as I was saying before, too, to this day, my mother, um, you know, she had a difficult life. That's what I was trying to say in the beginning, because sure. my dad was not a good dad, unfortunately. And, um, and so she did a lot of raising us on her own. And mm. she just was amazingly mm. strong. Um, but she would tell you if and if you would talk to her. She would always say to anybody that I couldn't have done this without the Lord, wow. you know, and it was just my prayers and, and yeah. that she just had the strength of, I, I don't think I would have had the strength that she had because yeah. she was amazing, but she would always give credit to the Lord. So we just really feel that, um, you know, just her prayers and, and like I said, at her, her funeral, I spoke to, and there were, when she passed away, there were 56 grandchildren. Wow. There's, there's more wow. that have been born since, That's but, amazing. um, and I just told them all that your grandma prayed for each and every one of you. She said she prayed for her children and her grandchildren every day, you know, and so to us that really spoke volumes of just the importance of prayer. And it's easy to, you know, when you see if you have children or grandchildren that have gone astray or have walked away from the Lord for a time or, or aren't walking with the Lord, you know, it has really encouraged us. And I use it to encourage others too to, to just not give up on those prayers. Probably the most important thing that, you know, we can do for them is pray. And um, I know Jeremiah, Pastor Jeremiah, you know, he always, from when we started coming here, that was a big part of of him and who he is and and just the importance of prayer. And I I really like that he models that, you know, to our congregation. And um, 
I just think that that's just what we need to do, you know, yeah. remember, you know, there's so much going on in the world and so much yep. and we just can easily feel defeated yeah. or just that there's no hope. Yeah. And then that's what should just bring us back to prayer. Yeah. You know, and so. I feel like it's so easy sometimes to forget right. that we have prayer Absolutely. as something that we can mm-hmm. be and should be doing. And how much easier is it to call a girlfriend and vent or right. to, you know, I, I had that thought just this afternoon. I was <laughs> struggling with our oldest. He was being five, you know, <laughs> being five, <laughs> I don't need cute. to say anything don't else about that, <laughs> but he was being five. And And when Miguel came home and had a talk with him, he was like, okay, well, we need to pray because there's something going on in your heart and we need to ask God what it is and ask him to change your heart. And I was like, that is not where I went with that. (laughs) I thought like consequences (laughs) and like, and I just really appreciated in that moment that, Mm -hmm. you know, Miguel was like, something's going in your heart and only God can change it. Mm -hmm. And we need to ask for his help. And I was like, I already tried to call my mother and vent to her about it. I, you know, was mad. And so I think that is just such an important reminder because I think it's just easy to forget. And I Mm -hmm. I think about that. I've seen this phrase like on plaques and decorations says, have you talked, have you prayed about it as much as you talked about it? Right. Mm -hmm. I think I don't do a great job at that sometimes, but how much more would we see God moving in our life Mm -hmm. if we were praying and, and really seeking his will and his guidance and his, relying on mm-hmm. him changing us, him changing our children, our spouse. I've said this on the podcast probably about 12 times. So if you've listened to all these, I'm sorry you've heard this so many times, <laughs> but I always say I applied to be this person's Holy Spirit and I've never gotten the job. And so true. I want so hard to be the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. but if I would just pray for the Holy Spirit to work and to work in my own heart. <laughs> like, I feel like I would oh, see yeah. so much of him moving well, so I much more. Too, on that note, um, something that I really feel the Lord showed me at, at one point in my walk was um, just, you know, we pray and our flesh wants results right away. Yes, <laughs> you know? yes. And, um, and it's hard and sometimes it gets, you know, um, you know, you, you get a little depressed about it because sure. you're not seeing the results that you want, you know, right. and you're disheartened. And, right. and But something the Lord really showed me um, was that, you know, to be patient and wait on him and that, you know, if you're not leaving it with him and trusting him, then, you know, it becomes a trust factor. So are you, you're praying or you're really trusting me, you know, and I'm not saying he's true. He doesn't all, we know that he doesn't always answer prayers the way that we would like them to be true. We trust, we still trust him, you know, so that's true. And I wonder, it made me wonder how long between when your first sister came to Christ to when you, the last sibling, like how much time you don't have to give me an exact number, but like that was probably, you know, a good bit of time there, maybe a couple years or mm-hmm. so. It was even probably longer than that. Yeah. Cause she had already had children and yeah, so that, that been, wasn't yeah. an instant. Yeah. Like even you thinking back now about this incredible blessing that God's done in your family, like that wasn't an instantaneous uh-uh. thing either. No. And, you know, as we think through praying for our family and our kids and, you know, the Bible talks about generational blessing mm-hmm. and, um, as we model these things for our, our kids and our families. So, um, it's not instant though, as right. you know, you're looking back and seeing this, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily saying that, yeah, if you're the, the parent with a prodigal child, mm-hmm. exactly. just pray about yeah. it and they'll, re- they'll return tomorrow. And right. well, that might not be the case, My but one. My, my my one brother was you know we thought oh he's gonna be kind of stubborn to mm. you know come to Christ and and um 
he was 42. But when he did, it was like such a change. And he just talked about the Lord to everybody. You know, it's just wonderful. So that's amazing. And I think about the song, um, The Blessing, written by Carrie Job and Cody Carnes. It came Mm -hmm. out in 2020 when, you know, we're all stuck at home. (laughs) And at the time I had a newborn baby that I was up all night with. And when I'm up at night with my newborn babies, I try to pray during those times because it's quiet. I'm alone and I'm trying to stay awake. (laughs) Right, right. And so that song comes to my mind when I pray. And, you know, one of the lines, it says, may his favor be upon you in a thousand generations um, for your family and your children and mm-hmm. their children and right. their children. Mm-hmm. And I started trying to pray for <laughs> my children's children Aww. and my children's children's children. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this seems ridiculous. I'm holding a newborn baby and I'm praying <laughs> for generations <laughs> no, to come. But we should and we, we're supposed to. It's yeah. important. Mm-hmm. And that it song is, really yeah. brought that home for me. So um, it's just an encouragement, you know, to parents, you know, just to. Yeah the importance of that and to not give up on, you know, praying for yeah those children that maybe have gone astray or whatever. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know that over your life, there's probably been so many resources that have been so encouraging to you mm-hmm. that have God has used to shape and mold you and teach you and grow you. Um, so which ones of those would you like to share today mm-hmm. with others? Well, I mean, of course, you know, I was remembering, you know, I had bought all and read and studied and some of them have work, you know, workbooks with them too. But Story, Stormy O'Mardian's book, books, The Power of a Praying Wife, The Power yeah. of a Praying Parent, The Power of Praying for Your Young Adult Children, you know, yeah. or Your Adult Children. So that definitely, you know, I, those are good resources, I feel. And then... Um, yeah, that's great. Um, a, a real changing point for me. I had already, you know, accepted Christ, but um, when we were at... at um, first free, um, they were doing Experiencing God by Henry Blackaby. Yeah. And I just remember that just really, I would really encourage that one because that that's, I feel that's really a life-changing study. And I remember, you know, reading in John 14 when we were studying that and where it says throughout, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And, and yeah. I was just like, wow, you know, that those words just really keep my commandments. And what yeah. does that mean? Right. I mean, what does it mean to really follow, truly follow, like the word of God says, you yeah. know, like the Bible tells us. And, yeah. and, you know, because, you know, we think about that a lot and it's just, um, we don't always follow. We're not, we're sure. not perfect. We're not it's going not to, easy. but, but it yeah. just really, um, I guess I want to say convicted me to just, you know, live my, my walk, you know, with the Lord as true as I can, yeah. you know, to, um, obeying him. For so sure. That's awesome. That spoke, spoke to me, but for young couples, another, you know, I, I really encourage, I loved when we did the love and respect and they have a workbook and you said you did that too. Yes, we have it on our book. That's really good because, um, not to get away from prayer, but just, um, so many families, you know, are under attack and marriages yeah, and, sure. and everything. And, and that just really, um, it just shows the importance of love and respect for each other. And yeah. and that was another area that I felt the Lord really showed me with Tim and I. And, you know, we, of course, you know, when we were younger and not walking in the Lord too, we had our ups and downs. But, sure. you know, one area that the Lord I felt really showed me too was, you know, to look at Tim. And I think this really is something that, you know, young couples or any marriages, Mm -hmm. you know, young, old, it doesn't matter that maybe you're struggling to, you know, he showed me to look at my spouse through Christ's eyes. I mean, Tim is a fallen, (laughs) you know, sinner, just like me. And, but 
it totally changed it when the Lord just showed me how to look at him through Christ's eyes. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, you don't get angry as much. Not that I don't ever get mad at him, but, <laughs> yes, sure. but it's just different. It's a yeah. different when it's, you know, the way that Christ looks at us, it For sure. just totally changes it. But. Yeah. That's awesome. And I see a book on your lap here. Oh, one of my favorites. Yeah. Don't waste your life by John Piper. <laughs> yes. That's an old one. I've been around for a little bit, but it's still good. <laughs> so it's a good I wanted one. to recommend that. So, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And so many Bible studies. And of course you talked earlier about inductive Bible study and, They're really good, um, yeah. and Leanne talked last month about, you know, it's not just a given that we know how to do Bible study. Right. Like right. you do have to learn it at some mm-hmm, point. And mm-hmm. that's a huge part of, Mm-hmm. of doing life, um, as a believer mm-hmm. and, you know, reading God's word for yourself and knowing what the Bible says, right. um, praying God's word back to him mm-hmm. and all those things. So, um, yeah, those are incredible resources mm-hmm. and use what's out there to Absolutely. learn how to do Bible yeah. study. Oh, yeah. that's a I mean, definitely thing. reading yourself, as you said, but yeah, yeah. there are some wonder- wonderful studies too, you know, they're, they're great to and it's good because, you know, through studies, too, I always felt like there's accountability, you know, yeah. and for yourself, too, you know, yeah. when you might, you know, we've all had times where we'll get away sure. from studying as much as we should, you know, sure. so I always like to do them, you know. Yeah, and the discussion times if you're mm-hmm. in a group Bible study, but right. even if you're not in a group Bible study, if you just choose a Bible study to do by yourself at mm-hmm. home, sometimes it's nice to have it laid out specifically like, these are the verses I'm supposed to read today. And these are the questions to get me thinking about this, even if it's something simple. And then the next day, these are the verses, you know, because sometimes if you're just reading the Bible for yourself, you're like, oh, how many verses should I read? What <laughs> right, should I read yeah. today? Right, how many right, verses should right, I read right, today? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. if you're like me and you're like a list box checker, you're like, oh, was that enough? Like, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes it's a good way to get started just to right. choose a study. And that has it laid out for you. Or I even think about right now, media now, like as a resource that could help, you know, spark Bible Mm -hmm. study, if that's something that you don't know how to do. Um, And so many good studies on right now media, which you should have access to if you're a member here at Reclamation Mm -hmm. Church, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So yeah, just so many, so many great resources to help with that. But um, I just really appreciate you and Tim and your leadership in our church. I, I know Tim is the elder who has a hand in every piece of everything. And he's probably even listening to this podcast oh. right now. So, um, but I, I do, I appreciate you both so much and your oh, prayer well, for our you. church and how you lead, um, in front of others and behind the scenes oh, just well, with that. You. So, um, so thank you. That's huge, oh, huge welcome. part of our well, thank church. You for so that with Tim too, he's a people person if you don't know him. So yeah. he loves people. Yes. He knows more about people than I know. Yes. about. This. <laughs> I'll go to him to buy, well, wait, who's this person? Yes. But he enjoys that. That's a part of his makeup. So yes, thank you though. He is wonderful. (laughs) He's awesome. So, and thank you so much for sharing today and telling us about your story. And um, I know that there's even more we could have gone into Mm -hmm. and just so many things that God has probably done in those moments. But um, this is just the beginning of the conversation as we have a baseline now to continue talking about what God does in our lives. So, um, so thank you so much for just doing that for having me. I appreciate it. So thank you. And thank you so much for listening to the coffee with podcast. Our next episode will be available next month. So be sure to subscribe and follow. So you'll be ready to listen and find out who will be joining me next time.